Good morning. What's happening, friends? This is Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Today is the 9th, the 9th of September, 2021. It is a foggy, overcast morning. We're supposed to get some storms last night. Thankfully, they seem to have passed us by. There's a risk for a few more inches of rain and winds and tornadoes and all that stuff, which seems to be now the regularity around here. Now a little bit of the norm. But it did rain, but we slept through it apparently. And there was no loss of power, which is awesome. And now here we are. All cleaned up and ready to go back into the world. Covering the cell this morning. The basics of a cell. A somatic cell, which is a any of the cells of the body. You say a somatic cell. Soma means body. So any of our cells. You're talking to be a skin cell, a muscle cell, a nerve cell, a fat cell, a heart cell, whatever. So this is when things get really cool. In my opinion, you know, we're studying the basic, fundamental basic of biology like that we can we can see this is where organisms start turning into organisms you know a bunch of group of cells is a tissue and a group of tissues is a an organ and a bunch of organs arranged around on our skeleton makes us an organism so it's really interesting and fun stuff I got a lecture it's gonna last perhaps An hour, and I gotta head over to the office, and I'll treat about ten patients till three o'clock, and I'm gonna see my son play football. That's uh, the tweak to my Thursday schedule uh, is responsible for that. So my ability to see my son play football and help around the house, and kind of, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a nice, well-needed rest because I come home way too late. Right? Last night I came home. It was nine o'clock. 30 patients on my table yesterday. Everything worked out very well, but things can get a little dicey sometimes. Actually, the fast pace is nice, though. Taking care of people. Give my each my very best and then clean myself up. And next, who else needs help? So it's a real feel-good sort of thing. Time goes fast. But it was a long day. Waking up 5.30 in the morning to hit the gym. little Planet Fitness prior to going out. Not this morning, though. I had a kick-ass workout yesterday there before I went to the office. And it was a thousand-step day on the stepper, stair-stepper. I did a bunch of weight stuff. And I got out of there early. 
in it hard, got out early, went over to the office, had like an hour to mess around and just get for, again, my bearings before the day. So it went well. I'm thankful to my wonderful staff for supporting me and it was great. I was fucking beat, dudes. Beat. There's a lot that goes on throughout the day. You know, I, you know me, I do everything with passion. I do everything with care. I give my give my absolute best. I, I don't think everybody can say that. You know what I mean? I don't... Not that I don't relax sometimes. Like this morning, heading to this class. I know this is something that's going to be... I've done many times before. It doesn't take tremendous amount of my energy. It inspires me to be speaking on topics that I that I enjoy, that I love, and it's not stressful, so it's in and out, but when you're dealing with people, it's giving my all, I love it, yesterday, uh, had a bunch of people trying to get on my schedule, everybody's got their story to tell, and they're wonderful stories, and I care about every which one, every one of them. I have a good friend that, uh, for many years, patient, and it was more than a patient, a doctor-patient relationship. You know, it always is with me. I guess that's part of the reason why I'm effective. You know, I, I, I'm in their lives, you know. It's great that I don't have to go home with these people, and vice versa, you know, for them. Because I'm a lot, but, uh... I care. I'm part of their lives. I'm interwoven in their lives. So a friend is going to be lost her husband, sold her house. It's going to be moving down to Florida with family. And we've been friends for a very long time. She's had some real struggles over the past year, and I've witnessed most of it. You know, even the stresses that have occurred outside of. Um, the home, work, I've been there to, um, to help wherever I could, and I didn't know, I know that they do the same thing for me, so we were pretty te- tight, so she's got to move down south now, and I'm happy for her starting a new life, she's trying to get things going, again, trying to get, find herself, and find her passion and some joy in life, going to be by her kids and grandkids, and I think that that's wonderful, it's the right thing to do, it's just, you know, of all the things that occur in our lives that are stressors, she's she's had most of that happen over the past year and a half, during a shitty time with, you know, in our society, other, you know, the coronavirus and all this crap. on top of everything, just in the background. She had some real major life life issues after that, or during it. So, sort of thing where I pull up in the lot, hey, can you come out and say, 
goodbye. I'm like, oh, so I had to say goodbye to a friend. I don't know if I'm ever going to see her again physically. We'll try to keep in touch via Facebook. That should not be too hard. I had a guy come in. He's a brand new patient. Asian descent. Very broken English. Big smile on his face. Telling stories. Showing pictures of things that he's done. He's a golfer. He's a father. He wants to be a grandfather. He's... We're talking about folk music from where he's from. I'm asking him what kind of kind of music is there, or, you know, I'm, we're going to get more into that, like where he's from, and what it's like, and what his work is like, it sounds like he's retired, but he seems like a really cool guy, he's so impressed by the adjustment, he's bringing his wife in next week, he's really neat people, and lit me up, it's like, whoa, interesting, so many different folks that come in. I told you about the, the girl who, um, professional dog walker for a living. She hikes with dogs. Makes a fucking really good living doing this. She's got a little car out front. Emily from my front desk goes outside, comes back in, and says, There's five dogs in a car out there. Car's running. You know, obviously for the air conditioning. She comes in, leaves leaves the car running. <laughs> and I'm like, I got to see this. Because I just love these dogs, you know. Love all dogs. Freaking wonderful. Talk about joy. Talk about love. Never going to find more love, companionship than a dog. And this woman... Walks dogs, covers 10 miles, 6 to 10 miles a day. She hikes with them. She gets them their exercise. It makes bank doing it. And I'm I'm, I'm looking at this, this person. And it is apparent to me that, first of all, a really cool person. But says that she doesn't have any friends. She just, dogs. I said, they're probably better friends. She goes, yeah. Yep, that's right. Dogs are man and woman's best friend. So I go out to the car, and all these little fuzzy dogs in there. One of them's name was Barcoon. <laughs> Barcoon. Black kind of, I don't know what kind of dogs they are. Um, Labradoodles and smaller, and she's got her little dog with her that goes everywhere with her. But I mean, she had. I said, "Well, how was your Labor Day weekend?" She said, oh, five dogs in the house with me." So that was her thing. She, I guess, she watches people's dogs. You know, they came, they come over, they stay with her. She walks them. She hikes with them. I 
couldn't help but think the joy that she brings these dogs. She's got she's got a, a, a Belgian Malinois, which is these are the dogs that they train like police dogs, look like a German Shepherdish, but they're really athletic, really smart dogs. She says it's got a crazy bark, and when it sees her, it wants to go on these hikes, so it speaks to her, and you know, and then they go out hiking, and the dog. She says it can cuss. It can cuss her four times. Like what? He's out there. Yeah, the dog runs up down the trail, comes back, comes between her legs. She not. She falls down on her ass. She says when she shows up to uh, trails, like walking trails. People panic because there's like five dogs come out of this little car. It's a little little like a Honda hatchback and there's no seat seats are down in the back and the dogs are just standing there just hanging out she's got all these leashes and all these treats and all these things and just a really interesting unique person that really interesting, unique person that spends her entire life with dogs. Like, I really would like to pick her brain, I'm going to, about some of the things, the conclusions that she's come to and the way that she feels about these animals and great stories about different dogs and different personalities and what's the smartest dog she works with and what's the... the naughtiest dog, and they have different barks, and they have different attitudes, and um, adventures she's had along the way, walking these different dogs, what is life like doing this, because talk about something that it requires all of your attention, you know, you are, people are going on vacation, they're giving you their dogs to exercise, to spend time with. You're like a nanny. You are a friend to these animals. Speaking a different language. You know? Not talking so much. Barking. Does she talk to them in a specific way that is particularly effective? I couldn't help but thinking, wow, these dogs have... They really... have it made she's really you can tell she's really good she really cares about these dogs so that's tremendous man that's freaking so interesting I had a guy yesterday he asked me I had two, he said I got two questions for you <laughs> I like that when people come in and they anticipate we're going to have a good conversation and they're going to bring in questions the, the second the first one I can't remember the second one was strange but it's cool uh, guy said in what circumstances do you think it's acceptable that a guy a man like wears no t-shirt just kind of walks around bare chested I said hmm so, well, obviously, you're at the beach, you know, everybody does that, but, um, like, in society, 
you know, some, it's typically some male jogger, like really good shape, hot day, young college kid, and they're like, fuck, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm comfortable, I got nothing jiggly, I'm all tight, I freaking run my ass off, I'm bare men, bare essentials, I don't need a damn t-shirt, all this crap, let me strip that off. When I was in the Marines, we would do our PT, PT, PT every day, build our bodies the Marine Corps way. We'd run around these crazy hot, humid South Carolina areas, or be in the Mojave Desert or Okinawa or whatever. It's hot. Yeah, you're looking to strip off anything that can give you, you know, some relief from the heat friction that you're generating so we would strip down and we were so buff I mean I got a t-shirt with all of our platoon bunch of guys in like a pyramid sort of thing and we're all doing double biceps poses we're young and strong and virile and that's the way it is but if you're an old guy you know riding on your tractor in the country, you know, you're somewhere in suburbia, and you're big and fat, and you got like a white, gray manzier, like a man sweater, and you got your titties hanging down. I think that that's probably not uh, appropriate. That was the question. Was um, the root of the question was that was because my buddy's uh, father, who was very old, nineties, they lived together, and his my friend's wife is not very um, keen on this guy, this ninety-five-year-old man reading his newspaper or walking around bare-chested. And, look, I don't think that it's... Just do whatever the fuck you want sort of thing is is cool. Nothing wrong with just doing what you need to do. But it's just weird. It's weird that women always have to cover up even when we talk about different societies, like in the Muslim world where women have to be training in different, uh, or studying in different parts of the room with uh, blinds closed or something like that. I just read that they, the Taliban outlawed sports for women. They got a picture of a woman uh, pitching a um, cricket ball. So that's crazy, right? Hold on just a moment, my friends. Just stopped in the office real quick. So I can 
Let's see what my day looks like after my morning class here. I'm going to get there early this morning. I'll be able to set up, get some tunes on. Get my lecture up. Be good. So, yes, people have different points of view in terms of guys walking around with bare chests, you know. It's weird because women, we're always hiding them away a little bit. I mean, of course, I don't think it's any liberated, uh, nowhere more than in the United States here. So people wear what they want. Women wear what they want. But uh, still different kind of like rules of society. Everybody's got to wear bras. Everybody's got to cover themselves up, look, you know. Or really do themselves up so they present their best. It's cool. But someone came in yesterday and said that, uh, you know, to keep the conversation that we have between me and her, and, you know, don't tell her husband, like, not that there's anything to hide, but they're not necessarily interested in all the same things, and they have different preferences and stuff, so, you know, if you talk to things, talk about things with her, with him, then don't tell her, and vice versa, so. reasonable request. Patient confidentiality is paramount, of course. And on these podcasts, I, uh, not that she listens, but on these podcasts, I, uh, I don't name names. Some people might be able to recognize themselves or a story inspired, something we talked about if they listen in. But it's all out of love, no malice intended. I would never, certainly, never say anything that would hurt somebody's feelings. Most often. So, we're talking about just a preference between spouses, really. Of, you know, we don't, you know... Because let's say you come in with your husband... you both come in, but different times, whatever. Oh, so, you know, if I know that you're heading out to vacation or you're just getting back from the Outer Banks or something, we're going to talk about that. You know, we'll have some really great stimulating conversations about it, and when your husband comes in, we'll talk about his experience, and, you know, I don't know, different people might say, well, it's none of your business, um, but... As I started out this podcast saying, you know, I'm, I'm in people's lives, man. I'm interwoven in their lives. I don't know any way different than to be in their lives. And to and people tell me things. And I know about their families. I love, you know, when someone comes in and, hey, is Johnny home from college? Hey, how's grandma? How's, what's going on here? Kids going back to school? Wow, oh, they grew up so much. Because I care about people. 
people ask about my family too. They want to know what's going on. Hey, how's school? School start? They like that you know their doctor is also a teacher, got another life, or hey, even carving wood or whatever. Nothing gets too too deep, but people know about you and they want to talk to you about it. And if you got other family members that come in. see that's the thing when when you have your whole family comes in and everybody shares with me uh, you know obviously there's something that they don't want me I had somebody tell me when my parents come in you know, elderly parents when their parents come in don't let them know that I asked about this I don't want to upset them of course you know I always try to deceive anyone else, but it's interesting, even within families, we have our our boundaries, our tough, you know, dialogue that, you know, what do we, what do we want to talk about, what do we want to share, but if you don't fucking want to talk, then don't tell me, I never pry, people, believe me, people just talk, so something that I was uh, talking towards the end of the day with someone about, and listen, I, I read all the news stuff. I, I read all the headlines, so I appreciate that coronavirus numbers are up. I read an article yesterday that uh, uh, about a study conducted that said that 90, the new 99% are the 99% of individuals winding up in the hospital with the coronavirus and dying are the unvaccinated. So you'd have to be a fucking dope. A dope of dopes to not understand the you know the rationale for vaccination. It is so crazy the people that just it's you know, they say it's gotten political and it, it is really that simple but you know, it's this clash between freedom and being reasonable and being being factual about the things that you do. People don't—they're—they're they're at a loss as to what the best decision is. You know, people will choose personal freedom over getting a vaccine that uh, someone tells them to do. So my buddy reached out to me yesterday and said, oh yeah, you know, these guys, you know, our, the vaccine, all these people, and, uh, they're getting sick and dying and could get worse. And the school closed because they had 50 cases. School went virtual. You know, you imagine that. Your school goes virtual again. It almost seems like, oh my God, like here I am five minutes away from campus. I'm going to be sitting in front of 60 students. I'm going to be in a room with 60 other human beings, all masked. And everybody wants to do this face-to-face. We don't want to study virtual. It's no fun. But, you know, if you got a fucking virus on the loose 
and you get people infected, that would be terrible, right? We don't want to be passing this around, of course. So, I mean, hopefully... I mean, it seems like here I am going to physical campus. It's so wonderful. But it's crazy that we could be right back studying from home again. You know, that could be... That could wind up being the end of teaching for me, even though it's easier from home. It's a little bit of a pain in the ass. On the one hand, I'd love to be sitting, you know, setting up my computer right now on my dining room table and sitting there with my dog at my feet. That would be wonderful. But at the same time, I'm happy to be going into class. I'm happy to see the life and the kids you know, walking to their classes and meeting people and the interaction is wonderful, you know? So that's going on. So I said to my friend, I said, he said something about, you know, politicians. And I said, look, the cat's out of the bag now. It's been a matter of the boy who cried wolf politicians pointing fingers back and forth at each other, left versus right, liberal versus conservative, you know, attacking each other personally, saying ridiculously you know, outrageous things. It's so divided right now that nobody cares. Do you think that people really love Trump? Or they love Biden? Like they adore these people? Well, some do, because they're just fucking crazy, starstruck motherfuckers, but mostly it's because they have to choose a a side, you know, and Trump brought that to the other level, you know, he was always a, uh, like a showman, has some charisma, has a shitload of confidence, um, credit to him, the people, they they like that he's, you know, he's going to get up there and say something outrageous, maybe something that, that, that is akin to what yeah, what um, average Joe would say. Like some some guy out of a bar or a bowling alley might have an opinion like that. Loud, brash, not entirely grounded. But it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter to that person. When I go onto the college campus, let's see if I get through here. They're freaking taking IDs and shit. Nobody likes those politicians. They just choose them as like a little icon, a little avatar that they can fight. It's like their little 
joystick, their little character. And their character always wins the game. That's their fantasy. And so they always win the game. That's what goes on. That's that's really what we're dealing with, what we're talking about there. And so it's scary now because nobody really believes in them. Now my, my friend said, you know what? We should have Trump and Biden do a concerted message, do a video on why people need to get vaccinated. Okay, so now that we know that 99% of the people winding up in our overcrowded hospitals are unvaccinated, does it make sense that you should probably get vaccinated? You know, I saw another headline about a 24-year-old basketball coach from Georgia somewhere, dead of the coronavirus. Oscar De La Hoya, freaking championship boxer, lightweight, middleweight, I don't know. Oscar De La Hoya had to cancel a fight because he was in the ICU with the coronavirus. So it's pretty serious. I, I guess folks don't necessarily understand the serious seriousness of it. Still, I mean, some people don't. And I look at that. I'm going to dig out that study again. You know, check it for you know for consistency and bit of validity. But you know, I've read this on many occasions now that the people that are coming into the hospital are primarily those who are unvaccinated. So that's pretty scary because the word has been out for a very long time now that it's a good idea to get vaccinated unless you live in a place like the South, which again, the politicization of this, the don't the rebel, don't tell me what to do sort of uh, philosophy. The feel down there in the community is probably, you know, don't get that shit. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. I had somebody come in the office yesterday. You know, I really care about just getting to know this person, but really nice, great conversation, very easy interaction. Kids are in school and said, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't like these, these masks. My thing with these masks, our kids aren't really going to get this. Well, that's not true. And, you know, if they do get it, maybe they will be able to shake it off, but what if they bring it home to the house? You know, the hardship that's going to cause in the house when people got to kind of stay away from one another. And, you know, how do you feed and clothe and care for this child? Basically, you have it then because you have to, you're this child's parent. So then if my kid gets it, I'm going to be with them because it's, it's us against the world. I'm going to be taking care of them. I mean, what about grandma and grandpa on the other side? Or, you know, they live with you. Something like that. What about that? What happens there? So the guy was like, yeah, it doesn't really affect kids that much. And I think it's worse having kids with masks on their face, especially the little ones, because they don't know what's going on and they can't 
verbalize and express themselves and learn English and pronunciation and all that stuff. I, dude, I agree that there are social drawbacks. There are developmental drawbacks to wearing these masks. But maybe we need to revolutionize those window masks, those clear masks so you can see people's faces. Maybe we need to do that. And find a solution of different masks so you can see people's mouths. The only way to do that is to really have some you know, plastic piece over their, their mouth. But then you can see it. It can be done. It probably products, numerous products to that effect probably exist. And more talk about, you know, personal decision stuff. We got the governor of Florida saying that it's a personal decision to become vaccinated. You know, it really comes down to that. You know, it's what do you want to do with your body? What? And then the shit with the abortion or outlawing abortion in Texas and uh, saw that uh, South Dakota wants to do something like that too. Um, no freedom of choice there, but freedom of choice when it comes to wearing a mask or getting a vaccine that's going to protect everybody. You know, like, I don't know, we got to do something, man. I feel as though, and I've said this before, but I feel as though this is going to touch everybody. So try as we might to avoid to dodge this critter, people are going to get this. People that you know, people that you love, maybe you will get it. Maybe we'll all get it eventually. And, you know, best thing we can do is protect ourselves to the po best possible degree. That means vaccine. That means we need to be vaccinated. We need to wear the masks where we're encountering other people all the time. got to do it for the time being. Really think about it. I mean, how many articles you need to read about hospitals being overrun? Doctors getting on there cutting videos saying, hey, we don't, you know, if a kid comes in with whatever, they're like, don't do anything stupid. Don't get yourself hurt because we don't have a bed for you. We don't have a place to put you right now. It's all non-vaccinated COVID patients. Like, oh my God. You're, you're unvaccinated. Okay, why? Why are you not vaccinated? Well, I just didn't... No, no, no. You know, that's a shame. That, it's, a shame that, it's a shame that we are unable to take action to right the ship to fight back against this enemy because of just misinformation and people being willfully ignorant. It's really sad. Like, look at everything we have. Look at this world that we've contributed to building. Look at this planet. It's awesome. And all the cool things that we've done and designed and all the capabilities in this world. And 
and you think about with the information that is available that people there's you know there's so much information available that some of that that some of the information is not quality is wrong is intentionally wrong is yes it is slanted you know from somebody is is tweaking it to their political ideological will it's just my preference right this is america we can choose things we we make our own decisions we have our free will and all that stuff you shouldn't have free will like if we knew which seen the data seems to suggest if we knew that you know everybody need to pre- here's the deal guys huddle up this vaccine this vaccine is imperative i mean you can't even do that with a football team you know certain players that aren't getting vaccinated it's like okay bring in the um public health officials bring in the scientists bring in the doctors bring in the psychologists and convey to these men and women okay well you know i understand you think you're invincible and maybe you are in the face of this virus but if you catch it and you spread around the locker room and we have to cancel games and such and such gets sick and maybe for whatever reason this virus likes them and it, and it causes them a great deal of problems. They get hospitalized and die. And that's not a good thing. So we are a team. And just like we need to work together to win games on the football field, we need to work together so that our society doesn't get sick and fucked up and you know various grades of decline because of this. People don't understand that, like the sacrifice. It seemingly they 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 don't. It's crazy, like the things that we that we are can we're able to do when we cooperate, right? But why? I just don't understand why people. What is it that people just don't get that they need to they need to do this? This is something that's very low risk. It's very important to do. 99% of the people in the hospitals right now are filling hospital beds and dying of COVID are unvaccinated. Just get the fucking vaccine. Lord knows you motherfuckers have drank and smoked and taken drugs and had unprotected sex and, you know, lived in the city, driving cars every day, um, making all kinds of stupid moves coming up through the years hopefully you learn your lessons at some point and decide okay i shouldn't do that again but if you've lived you've had those experiences where you've not listened to authority and you've you know or the or the or your parents or whatever the you know who's watching over us and you did something stupid and you got fucking burned for it How come people can't see that now when things are so bad and the world in some places is literally literally on fire and in other parts of the country and the world they've got fucking hurricanes coming in, dumping feet of, uh, of rain on people. And we're trying to move forward in our society. Like, it's scary that when it's evident, it becomes evident that people are only thinking about themselves. 
and that's a generality, but a lot of people are really only thinking about the world as it as they think it affects them, but they don't even realize necessarily to what degree it could affect them. Like, I would hate for anybody who doesn't want to wear a mask or get vaccinated, I hate for that decision to age poorly. I hate for that decision to bite them in the ass and they wind up infected by this critter and they get very, very sick and lose work and have lingering symptoms and maybe pass it to other people. You don't understand, you know, circle, circle, dot, dot, I got the cootie shot. Yeah, you, you, that always, back, back in the day, that always protected us. Like 40 years ago, that protected us. You got the cooties, circle, circle, dot, dot, I got the cootie shot. Done. They couldn't give you the cooties anymore. You were immune to it. It wasn't something that was going to work on you. The kryptonite wasn't going to work on you anymore. Because you were protected. I always wind up talking about this stuff because this is what's going on in our world right now. You know, it's obviously everywhere. And it is so interesting. But I think it's really that simple, man. We got people, you know, talk about politic politicians and, you know, your vote. Does my vote count? And who you're voting for in, in the fall or in the primary and the presidential election is Trump going to run again? It's like, oh my God. We are so fooled into thinking that these people are, not, you know, that it's, we're even fooling ourselves into our, that, that we have a preference. These are just little fucking video game characters that we select just because they're our favorite when we play Tekken or, you know, I like to be this character when I play Super Mario Brothers. It's just, some superstition, some, I like his, I like the way he looks. He's got a green cap instead of a red one. Um, and that they're going to solve everything. Fucking nuts, man. Okay. Well, I'm going to head mosey on over to uh, the faculty center here and set up my lectures. I'll be starting up soon enough, and the day will start. going to see my son's first uh, freshman football game this evening. I'm, I'm excited to get out of work in time for that, and I'm ahead of the game, so I'm good. I want everybody to have a kick-ass friggin' day. And definitely going to be some adventures over the next couple days. I'm glad we dodged the storm. I love, I love you all. Let you kick ass and take names. Huh!